Hey, everybody. Welcome in another edition for Managing Risk for tomorrow. Today, today with Henry LaVille. He's a risk transfer specialist with Elite Risk. Henry, good to see your face again. Oh, it's good to have my face seen again. Happy to be here. Looking forward to another great discussion. We're going to talk about emerging solutions. We'll get into that in just a moment. If you want to get in touch with Henry, 225-317-4265, hleville at eliterisk.com. So there you go, Henry. Emerging solutions. We have to take a look at these solutions because the market is changing oh so quickly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I use I use the term emerging solutions because they're not new, but they are in vogue again. For instance, risk retention groups came about from the Risk Retention Group Act of 1980 to address hard market issues, prevent businesses from going under. When the market was softer, they were less prevalent, less in vogue, you could say. But now they're becoming more commonplace. I think a big issue there is agency acceptance and the perception around those uh, around those risk retention groups. So 1980, what is old is new again. You're not reinventing the wheel. You're just going back and finding solutions that worked in the past. Well, and and they've, they've worked since then too, but they're they're just really coming more into the meat and potatoes PNC market for, for transportation risk. A, a great example, again, risk retention groups. I had a ready mix concrete operation that we were going to do a, a layered solution. We're going to have a low attached point of access. You're going to allow for risk participation to ensure get distributions from their captives. All these great things. It wasn't a great fit for them at the time because they were so hard up for cash that they didn't have the upfront costs available. And they needed a couple of good years, get some margin under their belt, and then maybe come back to us. I suggested an ROG, said we, we could write excess over it. And it was a big win. Uh, it didn't do anything for us per se, but it lowered their premium from $857,000 to $420,000. So it's a really big deal. It's a really big deal. It potentially kept that business's doors open. So I, I felt fulfilled in that, despite that there wasn't as much of a paycheck in it for us. But for some folks, it's a better fit. And I think producers or insurance agents who are in a hard market environment should consider those risks. If you have a client who's having trouble making their margins, having trouble just keeping up with the overhead presented by insurance, some of those ROGs are a great fit. Now, their financials matter, their reinsurance treaties matter. So a lot of these ROGs will have AMBEST A-rated reinsurance from large carriers who are household names, at least in the insurance industry like Amtrust, that's going to be a very safe bet. They're going to have lower margins and they're going to have a lot of the oversight from the main carrier on what they can write. So they may be a little bit tidy, not completely different than the normal carriers, but it protects them from going under. You see certain states, Florida, uh, wanting to have all their risk retention groups have an AMBES rating. That's going to defeat the entire purpose of an AMS group or a risk retention group. They're going to have to have fronts and things of that nature. It's, it's going to really push up their rates. And then you have a marginally cheaper solution 
that doesn't have as much of a benefit to the end user. But, you know, you brought up a point a minute ago about how that particular company that you used as an example, their premium went from 800 to 400. Elite Risk doesn't make as much money in that scenario. However, you keep the lights on for that company. They keep everybody employed. They get to continue doing business, which is good for the business, the employees, the owners, the community, the customers. All of those things are a win-win. And at the end of the day, they're going to go and they're going to recommend you to their friends that are having the same issues that they're having. So, you know, it's one of those situations where elite risk finds a solution, keeps a business in business. And what do they do? They're going to refer because when people have solutions and when they're looking out for their customers and not necessarily the bottom line every single time, that goes a long way with business owners. I think so. I, I hope it would always be received that way. We were instrumental in the process because we wrote the excess there. So their standard excess carriers, navigators, navigators are great carriers. They're a real go-to for that industry, but navigators wouldn't ride over the risk retention group. We would, I put into our insurance agreement that if the, the million dollar sublimit, the primary auto limit isn't met, as in if the risk retention group became insolvent, which we don't expect at all based on the reinsurance. But if it did, that the, the full cost would have to be made. So there's not any additional risk to us really with that insurance agreement. It insulates us and it protects the insured. We are able to more or less match the premium from the excess and indirectly get them the $400,000 of savings. So it was a big win. And it, I did feel good about it, for sure. And I would love to see some referrals off that. But I, I just really think it's a, it's a great solution. Beyond risk retention groups, there are also Demotech rated auto carriers as well as GL carriers. There's there's one coming out very soon that that we have a relationship with. The folks you, who who are starting it used to work at a very large carrier that specialized in concrete pumping and crane rigging, which are very hard markets and, and really interesting nuanced classes of business. I'm excited about that. I think those are going to be a great fit for a lot of people. They just don't have that AMS rating. But if you can look at their reinsurance and you can look at what they're, what they're writing, like how much written premium there is, if you're a producer or an agent, you're concerned about their financials, you can look into those things and see proportionally they may be very strong. A big thing about AMS ratings is quantitative. How much capacity do you have? Well, do you really need 200 million, billion, trillion, whatever dollars of capacity when you're, when you're riding $50 million of premium a year and you're paying, you know, fifteen to $30,000, $15 to $30 million in claims a year, you don't, you don't. So there's extra margin overhead there just to put a guarantee on a box to make people feel better. And that's, that's great if you, if you absolutely need that. However, there are some businesses that really just want to keep their doors open or, or make more margin for themselves or, save up a war chest to have a more equitable pro- equitable program down the road where they can participate in the risk. And a lot of these are going to be great. Be- before we, we finish up this episode, a couple of things, folks. Again, Henry LaVille with Elite Risk, 225-317-4265. 
hlaville at eliterisk.com. You know, we, we talked about the solutions for these small carriers. And this is a question that, that, that I have because we, we know that these are hard conditions and hard environments to do business in right now. Um, one claim, one bad claim can absolutely devastate a business, put a business completely out of business unless right, right. they have the proper insurance. Well, it can and even with the proper insurance, for, for instance, that risk I mentioned on the on the front side of this podcast, they had one really large claim where they, they had a driver they probably shouldn't have hired. They got rid of them, so they remedied the issue. That one large claim shot their rates up, and the impact of that overhead increase crippled that business. It, it hurt them so severely that they were looking at either closing their doors, selling their trucks, or selling a lot of their trucks, downsizing. But all, all of the outcomes they were looking at were, were negative. And then bringing in a risk retention group and saving the extra 400K really made all the difference. But only one claim put that, put that situation in, in place for them. So it's, it's really a market environment where one event can be just damning for, for a risk. And one loss doesn't make a bad risk. It really doesn't. What you see in a bad risk is a trend of bad losses where no steps have been taken to prevent them from happening again. So their plan is just transfer all of our losses that we're doing nothing to prevent to an insurance carrier. And you would expect those folks to have some adverse outcomes in the insurance market. But unfortunately in our hard market, it, it really only takes one. Creativity, creativity, creativity. I bring it up all the time, whether it's a conversation with you or Jeff or Adam. It's it's all about you guys finding the square peg, round hole, and making it fit. Sometimes it's it's shaving off a little bit over here. Sometimes it's you know taking a different look, different approach, looking at the uh, the problem from the 30,000 foot view sometimes you're on the ground but creativity is really where it where it's at with Victoria and elite risk absolutely absolutely folks he is Henry Laville this is managing risk for tomorrow today and today with Henry Laville once again 225-317-4265 h laville at eliterisk.com henry Always a pleasure. Learn so much from our discussions and from what Victoria and Elite Risk do to take care of their customers. And we'll see you on the next episode.